Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Fitness Unfiltered. My name is Justin Thompson Rule and today I speak with the amazing Laura Faulkner. Laura is a CrossFit athlete and has competed at regionals seven years in a row at European regionals, which is phenomenal. Um, we talk about training, we talk a lot about mindset and how you need to channel any negative thoughts or feelings into positive, of course. We talk a lot about mental health also, which was actually something that we hadn't planned on talking about, but it just came out, and so I'm really glad that it did because I know that that's something that people need to talk more about. And so I feel like we covered that. Laura spoke about it in the way that it affects her, what she does about that, and that, that that's very specific to her. But hopefully by listening to it, you will see more aspects of Laura. That's her hope because obviously she's a phenomenal athlete, but she was just very honest and open about all aspects of who she is. And I personally found that very inspiring for her to one, be so open and to just, just kind of talk about that and be like, you know what, this is me and, and I'm cool with that. So I hope you enjoy the show. It's long, it's a longie, but I hope you enjoy it. I certainly enjoyed speaking with Laura and I really, in some ways it feels like it's just the start for her, even though she's already a very seasoned athlete, but I'm, I'm really excited to see what's to come for her and I just feel like she's just she's she's got everything in a, in, in a really really good place and and it'll be exciting to see where she goes from here so I hope you enjoy the show. Laura how are you? Hello yeah I'm all good thank you. <laughs> how are you? Thank you I'm good no one knows that we've chatted for about an hour before yeah. this catching up and they're like god we haven't recorded anything yet okay hang on wait wait okay so Laura just briefly introduce yourself for me and then we'll go from there. So my name is Laura Faulkner. I'm a CrossFit athlete. Um, I'm also a CrossFit coach. I work for um, CrossFit Bath um, and I also work at Bath by University um, in the sustainability department. So I am a bit of a tree hugger at heart. <laughs> oh, I love it. I did not know this. Oh, oh see, we t- talked about everything but that. <laughs> <laughs> basically talked about training for the last hour yeah um, literally <laughs> okay cool um and Laura I met you uh, we, we were just trying to remember this I think it was at and this this specific competition changed names about six or seven times I remember one time they actually got in trouble for their name I think it was because they called it a throwdown so was it I think it started off as a London throwdown and then they weren't allowed to yeah and it was at Cornell University it was, yeah, and run by um, Jack Hennigan and Sarah and... Carhill, yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I know. I miss Sarah. Um, and we, I met you and you were there with Francesca Tucker and Megan Mansbridge. She wasn't Mansbridge at the time. Yeah. She was she Megan Usher then, yeah. fully <laughs> devoted herself to Ollie. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and we met and I remember Francesca saying, you know, wait, wait till you see Laura. Because you were a sprig of a thing at that stage Laura and I was like yeah okay <laughs> I'll I'll wait um and then I saw you on the competition floor and I was like holy hell like who is attacking that, that crazy lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I'm pretty small <laughs> um and just your your attack then was just like as much as it is now but of course now you are a um, fine-tuned uh, athlete and continue to be so so um, I definitely wanted to get you onto the onto the show and and specifically and we'll, we'll talk about this a bit later but uh, you did post the other day about uh, putting on a little bit more weight and how that 
was going to benefit benefit you and is going to benefit you as an athlete for what you're doing. And I just think that's just a really interesting um, idea because as as women, we're so often like, oh, God, wait, don't want to put in any weight. And you're like, actually, do you know what? This extra weight is going to benefit me. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but tell me, um, what is... What is uh, what's a training day uh, like for you at the moment? You're, you're seven times. You've you went to regionals for your seventh time this year, didn't you? Yeah, so seven times at regionals. Um, I, I was in a team for three years and then individual for four. That makes seven, right? Yeah, <laughs> maths is not my strong point. <laughs> yeah, somebody else count um, the reps. Please. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> So three years in the uh, CrossFit Bath team, some of the best years of my life. I absolutely love doing that. Um, and then I went solo. So I went um, as an individual for the, for the last four, um, which like, as we were speaking about before is just, I just feel like it's completely bonkers. Like I'm 26. So I don't, I don't, I don't know where that has happened either. Like in my heart, I'm still about 20. Um, but yeah, those, I just feel like I never got older. Um, but I have, um, yeah. So those, um, those years have kind of passed me by, um, and I'm very lucky to have a, a wealth of experience, um, at going and competing on the regional stage. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty mental. Yeah. Cause it's, it's not easy to get there, is it? I mean, so how many, cause obviously Europe was split. Is this the first year that Europe's been split? I now cannot remember. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's always been top. Um, well, I think when I first started, it was like the top 60 people went through from Europe. Um, and there was only like 200 women like that competed or something. It was, it was like a really small number. Um, and now it's the, yeah, it's, let's, let's not forget I qualified in 2011. Yeah, I remember, I so remember that just well. tells you, that just tells you the difference now. <laughs> no, do not take that. <laughs> like, where is Justin? Five million down the scoreboard. Anyway, right. sorry, go on. So now there's um, like, so yes, it used to be top 60. Yeah. And now it's top 20 and there's like 14,000 women in Europe or something mental. Um, so the difference is absolutely enormous and the sport has just grown and like evolved. Um, and I'm just lucky enough that I have, um, been working with the right people, um, and sort of adapting with it and, um, going with the flow. Um, and yeah, I think as we were talking about earlier, I feel like I, um, just have enjoyed the the process I kind of lost my way in in the middle portion um of why I was doing it and did I really enjoy it enough then um probably not is the answer um but now I just I'm like I wouldn't even if I wasn't trying to qualify for regionals and sort of beyond I I would still be training like this because I love it um and I love the way it makes me feel it makes me so much more confident as a person um it makes me just happier um, and I would still be doing that either way. So in that sense, I just, I, I just love training. It's such a big part of my life now. I couldn't imagine not doing any kind of training. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you talked about, um, so in the middle, you felt like you lost your, your way a bit. And this is something that we, we spoke about earlier as well, that um, it, it, it's all, 
it's also surely a part of the process as well that you kind of get so caught up in it. And we, we were talking um, also about kind of, uh, let's say, local competitions where it's all very serious and they're kind of like, everybody chill. Let's just have a nice time and do some workouts. This is why we do it. And, and you know, I'll put my hands up and say, you know, in the past I've been like, oh, my God, I want to do this and I want to get there and I want to um, – but I was so caught up in my head that actually – the day-to-day mundane get on with it consistent training that you need to do got pushed by the the wayside rather than just kind of getting too caught up in the in the emotion of it I guess which which is of course very difficult to do as an athlete not to get kind of overwhelmed with with something that essentially is taking over your your life at times so um just just tell me a little bit about that kind of lost in the middle uh bit that you mentioned I think um I was just finding sort of my my feet and like finding myself as a as a person as like hippie as that sounds um but I and I was growing up as well like I started when I was 19 so I was like I didn't think I was but I was just like I was an old kid then I was an old child and <laughs> I didn't really kind of know myself that well um and I think as I've sort of I've evolved in my sort of like late teen to adult life as an athlete, like being an athlete has been a part of my young adult life. So that is a big part of my identity. And, um, and equally, like I, I never wanted that to be my whole identity. Um, because if you like, there's more to life than, than just this, like we, we do so much more like me and Alec as a couple with like, just with our friends like it's not all about training like I feel like and like we're saying about people being so intense at like local competitions and and I was at somewhere this weekend where I I sort of experienced that and I sort of just wanted to shake them and say like just like enjoy this moment like we're all like we're with our friends like just literally doing exercise like enjoy it it doesn't matter that who wins or like I am a very competitive person and that's just wired into me like no matter what I'm doing if if I was doing an egg and spoon race against somebody I would want to win <laughs> um and that's just like I cannot help that that is just part of my I'm that's wired into my brain um but you still can be nice with that like you don't I wouldn't be trying to sabotage the person next to me so I could beat them <laughs> um and I think it's just so important just to, um, like when I was saying I sort of felt like I lost my way, I just, I don't think I was the person who I am now in the sense of um, just sort of soaking up the the environment, um, getting to know people um, like I would now. Like I, I really want to sort of get to know people for who they are as a person not just as an athlete and just chat to people like you you can learn so much from like a day at regionals like in 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 our region especially like we've got people from all over Europe and like you can learn so much from those people in like the space of half an hour like just take a minute to talk to them um don't look at them as they're your competitor for, for for that moment like it doesn't really matter in the sense of like you can still be friendly to somebody and and actually it might create a friendship and there's people that I've I I'm so friendly with now from that I've met um at regionals and I was competing against them um and I might not think that's in sort of in my nature as a competitive person but there there can be more than one side to you um 
And I think that's just so important. Like, I think if I hadn't have acted the way sort of I, I do now and wanted to engage in conversation with people, my experience of those uh, of, of regionals and those competitions would be very different to, ha- to if I had just sort of been in the zone, say, and focusing on just my competing, I feel like the whole experience would have been so different. And I would, I would sort I would have very different feelings associated with it. Um, so yeah, I think it's so important just to be in the moment, look around, um, appreciate the setting, appreciate what's going on, um, rather than just being like, yeah, just a bit of an asshole. So I think I, <laughs> tell it like it I is think, girl. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe I was, I, I don't think I would necessarily be, I don't think I was a horrible person to no, any extent, definitely, definitely um, not. but I, I don't think I would necessarily be that proud of maybe the way I, I acted at some competitions. Um, now I don't, I don't ever, I don't, to be, for me personally, I don't ever remember being like that Laura, she is something else. Let me tell you. <laughs> Yeah. I think I just like I said I was quite young as well. Well, that's and- it. Like you're, you're kind of just listening to you now. Like you're 26, and yeah, you're looking back and kind of you know, and, and essentially all of all of those years, and and we ne- we never stop learning. To be fair, but all of those years are about finding out who you are as a person. And and for me, one of the things about training and being committed to training is how much it does teach you about yourself. Because unless you're composed, unless you're calm, unless you've got commitment, unless you've got all of those things, you don't get the results that that maybe you're hoping for or that, that, you know, you kind of want to see what your body can do. You don't get that without kind of deeply going within, figuring that out and being like, oh, actually, do you know what? This is a way better approach and way less stressful. And of course, when you're competing, there is adrenaline and all of those things and, and, and nerves are there to fire us in the right way. But that energy can also be used in the in the wrong way as well. So but like you know, like I say, like you're twenty six, you've learned so much already, it's just like, damn it. <laughs> it's it's so Yeah, cool. I know. And I think as like as I was sort of uh, maybe even like 21 if you would have asked me I probably would have been like yeah I know everything about myself like I feel totally comfortable in my skin I feel like I know exactly everything I need to know but like now I look back and I'm like oh I didn't know anything like really um and I was very wrapped up in competing and trying to be like the best and actually now I'm like and sort of the best like just always comparing myself with other people and now I'm just like well it's just really me that I need to worry about <laughs> not really anybody else yeah because it's, it's wasted energy isn't it if you're focusing on what anyone else is doing so you, you spoke about this year during the open and for any anybody who's listening that who, who doesn't know what the open is um it's basically um the the kind of initial competition that you enter which is worldwide to then get to regionals which is where Laura's made it to uh, several times and then uh, top uh, qualifiers there will then go to the CrossFit Games, which is in uh, July. Yeah, July, Um, which is just, was just, was it last weekend or was it the weekend before? Two weekends ago, I think now. It must have been two now. Yeah, Yeah. very very recent. (laughs) Um, And you were saying that during that time you came off social media because you didn't want that distraction um, as to what everyone else was doing. Yeah, I feel like it's it's the first time that I've done it, to be honest. and I just, I would 100% do it again. Um, 
because it just like it just did take away all that anxiety all that stressful energy of looking at things seeing things happening about especially evolved all around the qualifiers um and just like people's people's thoughts and feelings about their moods and like that that can rub off on you like massively if you see somebody who you know is uh, you know is a a great athlete a similar ability um especially on certain movements to you and you see that they're like really bummed out about the workout or stressed about not doing well in it like that is going to rub off on you definitely like whether you want it to or not and then you can sort of start this spiral of thoughts thinking oh well if they're worried should I be worried um sort of all of this and then before you know it you're in some like going going down loads of different rabbit holes of worrying about things and it's just totally not worth it um and it really helped me this year to have a bit of a detox um off off um instagram especially um but i love social media and i love the i love the way you can use it in such a positive way um but sometimes sometimes we all need a bit of a break from the from the phone <laughs> yeah yeah for sure okay and tell us uh, now what because you're you're not a full-time athlete um i don't know if we we said that um previously i know in our previous hour-long chat before we pressed record we did uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but you, so you've got you work uh, two other jobs as well so obviously um you're working full-time and, and then you're also training um quite a bit um around that as well so what's a, what's a day in the life of Laura like that would include let's say your um I guess your most time intensive training yeah so um up until uh, last year so literally about this time last year I was full-time in an office um at Bath Spy University so one of the local universities to me in Bath um, the small university actually. So I, I was full time there, five days a week, sort of nine to five, sat in an office, which was is absolutely not what I wanted to ever do. And if you'd have asked me ten years ago that I would have been doing that for so long, I would have laughed. Um but life takes funny turns and we have to go with it. <laughs> um so up to last year, um, and then I changed. Um, I was lucky enough to be offered a. So I, I've always been part time coaching um, for CrossFit Bath, sort of just ad hoc hours, um, doing bits of PT. I've also run uh, workshops uh, for weightlifting, gymnastics in other gyms, traveled around the country. So I have a coach, coaching experience. Um, and I, I was lucky enough to be offered a, a part-time role with um, over both of the Bath gyms. So there's a gym in Bath and a gym in Trowbridge. Um, so now I work there three days a week. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, and then Thursday, Friday, I now work at Bath by University um, in sustainability. So I kind of have a, a week of two parts. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm typically, I'm doing... Um, two sessions a day so I'll do one in the morning one in the afternoon um Thursday I take as a full rest day and Sunday I take as a full rest day um I'm kind of not ashamed to say like uh, that I, I my body needs two rest days um I'm that person um I think I'm quite I I, I like to think as well that I, I put my full effort in when I train so um I need those days to recover um 
And I think people are always quite surprised at that. Like people will come into the gym and they're like, oh, you must train like seven days a week. I'm like, literally no way. Like I need a rest. Give me a break. <laughs> um, so t- typically it will be sort of early morning session. So on a Monday, say, um, I, I would go for potentially like a run or a long row, um, something cardio based, generally no weights um, in the morning. Um, and then I do um, an hour of coaching at the bath gym. So I coach the ladies class, um, which is really cool. There's so many different kinds of people, um, of ladies that are joining that class. It's really great to see their progress as well. Um, so I love doing that. Um, then generally have a few hours in between, um, um, which I will either use to generally just get as much food in as I can. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Amazing. And then, yeah, I know always eating, literally always eating. (laughs) Um, and then I'll go over to Trowbridge, do, um, a good few hours more training. And then I will coach the classes like four or five classes in the evening, um, up until nine o'clock. And then I come home eat more food and then go to sleep. So that's a typical day in the life of me. (laughs) Not overly that exciting. (laughs) But but it's, but that's, that's what you have to do, isn't it? That's your, yeah. It's about the consistency of, of training, um, for sure. And just that discipline of like, it would be so easy on days when you're feeling tired and sore to be like, Oh, I'm not going to bother today. Like I don't need this. Um, but again, it all comes back to like, if you're not enjoying it and you're really not feeling it, then is it the, is it the right thing for you? Um, like for sure I have days where I'm like, Oh, I really, really can't be bothered today. But like generally when I get going, I'm like, Oh no, I remember, I enjoy this. (laughs) Um, and yeah. So in that sense it's fab. Yeah. And with the, your your two rest days so obviously you you know that that's what you that's something that you definitely need and um, was there ever a point with your training you know you're talking about those days where you really don't feel like it and sometimes that's just because maybe the the volume is too much or or whatever was there ever a point where actually the training was just a bit too much and maybe you just had let's say one rest day at the time you're like Do you know what? actually I need two because obviously you've, you've kind of got to like it seems now you've got a real nice balance as an individual you know exactly what works for you and what doesn't. Have there been times where it's been too much or too little or has it always been just about right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think not. we can't always get things 100% right um, and you definitely need to listen to your body as you, as you go. Um, so on a, on a daily basis, um, especially as a female, like throughout our monthly cycles, like we could feel completely different one day, like on top of the world one day. And then the next day you're like, I want to stay in bed for the rest of the day. (laughs) Um, which obviously is completely unproductive. And if we all did that, we'd get nothing done. But, um, but because we're warriors, we, we fight through, um, and get on with our lives. But, um, obviously, yeah, there's, I, I just really listen to my body to be honest and make sure that it like each day, is it just me being a little bit lazy or is it me really thinking actually my body is pretty much telling me no today? Um, I think sleep is just so important as well. Like I, 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 I need a lot of sleep. I'm one of those people that just, and I can like go to bed feeling absolutely wrecked, really tired, my body really sore. If I have like a good, like eight, nine hours sleep, I can wake up and be like, it's literally all gone. I feel fantastic. Um, 
And it's incredible that literally we shut our bodies down and then it does all of that hard work for you. Like it just fixes you and you're like, oh, this yeah, is- yeah. Sleep is, sleep is, as I, I was listening to a podcast, I think it was um, Joe Rogan's podcast the other day. A friend had recommended it to me. Yeah. On, on it's sleep, incredible. And you're just like, and when, when the guy said it's like the, the, the um, most legal performance enhancement drug ever, and I was like, OMG, so good. Uh, it is though. It's so true. Like it, I, I listen to that podcast also. I would recommend that to anyone. I think is it Matthew Walker? I might be wrong there. Matthew, yeah, it's what it's definitely. Yeah, I knew it was Walker. Yeah, it's Matthew Walker for sure. Yeah, just incredible. Like I was listening, and so Alec was like, "You need to listen to this podcast." Um, and and I like love sleep anyway. So to me, it was not a it wasn't a shock. But like some of the information, I was just like, it's so true. Like. Just days when, and I think one of the most interesting things was, and I experienced this recently, whereas I hadn't slept that well that night, I was doing some Olympic weightlifting, so I was snatching the next day. And it wasn't that I was um, like not lifting well, because technically I felt pretty good, but I was just so clumsy, like really clumsy, not switched on. And it was a hundred percent because I hadn't had enough sleep. Um, and and obviously you're then more prone to injury because of that clumsiness. Um, you probably haven't repaired as much as you would have if you had a bit more sleep. So if there was one thing that I could recommend to athletes um, wanting to train properly is get enough sleep. Like the the saying like sleep when you're dead is just ridiculous. Like Yeah, and is and also and as also proven in that podcast like a lot of they they spoke about you know a lot of world leaders before that maybe got by and maybe four hours sleep or five hours sleep and you know were quite sort of proud of that they also kind of died of uh, some of the diseases that they said they might die from if they didn't get enough sleep so it's kind of like yeah that didn't work out so well yeah and like that stupid saying of sleep when you're dead it's like yeah but you're not going to be training when you're dead so <laughs> it's like you're expecting different things from your body um it's completely wrong. yeah you're just gonna be dead yeah <laughs> like eat well sleep well and then things will happen <laughs> yeah and that and that's it and that, you know those are the basics like I did um so the last podcast that I recorded actually because I, I didn't um get one recorded last week but the previous week I just answered uh some questions that people had um asked me and one of them was on recovery and my point was that, well, first of all, yeah, sleep, uh, drink enough water, d- eat eat good quality food. Um, and sure, if you are an Olympic athlete or an elite athlete at, you know, in whatever your sport is, knock yourself out with the recovery hacks. But for most other people, sleep enough, eat, drink water, done you know and then of course to you know take care of your body in terms of mobility and all that kind of stuff um but that's kind of that's kind of it like unless you're full-time and you're getting tested in a lab for whatever um you know the basics are the basics and I, and I feel and I, I feel you know I feel like I moan about this all the time people are going to be like yes Jocelyn we get it um but it's just kind of like you know what stick to the simple stuff don't overcomplicate things there's no there are there, there are never any shortcuts Getting from A to B in a successful way is usually quite boring, a little bit mundane, not that exciting, not that sexy. 
yeah <laughs> you know it's a bit it's a bit dull um but but you know that that's the reality and that's that's what it takes um laura you mentioned also uh again sort of training throughout your monthly cycle so there's definitely research um around that is that something you notice specifically yourself or you're just you're just mindful that it that it is a thing yeah definitely i think as as a female athlete we um uh putting i mean not everyone is but through contraception we're putting um horm- extra hormones into our body to start off with um which for me like i know that affects me massively um and I'm constantly looking for ways to try and make that better and eliminate that. Um, but obviously lives being lives, like, and when you're sort of in long-term relationships, even if you're not like we need that. So it's kind of, um, it is a given, but it is something that as a female, you do have to look into and try and make, uh, try and fit as best within your being as you can. Um, but I training, over three monthly cycles is definitely I can notice a difference like a hundred percent um not not just from sort of the classic like PMT that you would get told about um I mean that does come into effect like just simply your your attitude um towards training probably could change um in how you feel during that month but um just like physically your body's going through changes um just things like that as women we experience every month just the like simple as period pains or just getting getting a bit hot and bothered like just feeling a bit uncomfortable feeling bloated like feeling just a bit a bit fat and disgusting like that's quite normal um but that that 100% affects you and your training um I mean, just that saying of like, so look good, look good, feel good. Like if you don't feel good, you're not going to feel like you're going to perform well. Um, and I think just changing your mentality around that time um, and just just being like, you know, today I'm just going to get out of myself what I can. Like it, it doesn't have to be like every day you're like, okay, I want to achieve this. Like I'm I'm not really a big fan of like looking at my training days and being like, if I don't achieve this today, I'm going to be upset. Like, um, I think it's more of a, not so much goal setting for, for a daily basis. Um, goal setting over, over months and years is probably going to be more, um, you're, you're not going to hit so many roadblocks there. Um, but if you're doing that on a daily basis, like you're like, I want to clean this today, or I want to do this many muscle ups, like you're probably going to be disappointed at some point. Um, especially like throughout that, throughout that monthly cycle when your hormones are changing. Um, I, I know that I can do like one thing in one session and then just not be able to replicate that again the next time I try. Um, and that, is not necessarily always down to my ability that is down to particularly my mental attitude or um those hormonal changes can affect that so i think definitely i notice a difference and it's just about managing it and not being so hard on yourself around those times um like 
it happens to all of us. Like we're not just, you're not just the only person that it like is, is feeling a bit shit that day. Um, there's going to be others and there's no reason to sort of feel like, feel like a day of training, like maybe not that well is not, a day, is not a wasted day. Um, like just, just learn a lesson from it and sort of move on. Um, I think it's so important not to get wrapped up in that particular session as well. Like if you, if you've been feeling a bit rubbish, like, just like write it off and move on. Like that one's done, like onto the next one. Um, you can literally change your defeat, the way you feel during that day, purely like you can change the way you feel like it. I mean, I'm not saying I'm perfect at this. I just know that I need to work on it. <laughs> um, you can wake up, you know, like as a, as a female, as a male, whatever, like you can wake up in the morning and be like, I'm really moody today like I'm really miserable and then that can set you up for your whole day and unless like like Alec will check me all the time and be like what is wrong with you like why you, like there's something wrong with why are you so miserable and you're like no I'm not I'm, I'm absolutely fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and you know that probably means that it's going to be around that time um for me so I I'm on the mini pill which means I take a pill every day um, so I, I never get a break from that hormone. And I know that that a hundred percent is just, it makes me all over the place cycle wise. So it's not even for me, it's not like I can even plan for it because I don't know when it's going to come. Um, and I don't, I don't know how my, how my emotions are going to be around which times, like it, I will literally just wake up one day and be like, I'm really angry today. <laughs> or and then the next day I can wake F up and feel really happy yeah exactly and I just it's so normal and there's literally no need to be so hard on yourself um around those times I think that we need to be a little bit softer and maybe a little bit um yeah just don't be so hard on yourself um all of us have to go through it so yeah it's just one of those things unfortunately <laughs> yeah 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 but it sounds like for you, Laura, you're really, really aware of it. And that in itself surely um, helps you to deal with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, as you say, you know, you've spoken before about, say, when we were talking about the uh, social media side of things, if you, if you, if you, you know, watch too many of other people's videos during the open, it kind of sends you down some rabbit holes mentally. Um, but so much of just, uh, just that simple awareness of, right, this is how I'm feeling today. Uh, this is not necessarily how I'm really, really feeling, but it's, it's what I'm experiencing now. Okay. Let me try and get that under control so I can have the best possible day that I can. And then, you know, as you say, then the next day you might wake up and you might feel absolutely fine. And then it's like, woo, this is a good one. <laughs> I'm all ears, everyone today. <laughs> yeah, I think it, and it is totally just being aware of it. Um, I think as it, over the last sort of like five years or so, I've just really had to sort of like dial into how I'm feeling mentally. Like, I think like along with everybody else in the world, like I've struggled with mental health in the past and just with how I'm feeling. Um, I, I like, I don't know if you know this about me, but I, I do struggle quite badly with OCD in the sense of like, not like when people say, Oh, I have to make sure my radio's on like the uneven number. Like for me it's, it's, it's a little bit more severe than that. So that I will have days where I really struggle to get out of the house because I have to do things a number of times. Like it is, and it is, it is intense to that. It is intense to a degree where it does upset me quite a lot. Um, 
but and I think because of that I've had to be quite um resilient in the way I deal with things but I I just had to be a lot more aware of it and like not be so hard on myself um because it is in it, it is it can be really difficult and it can be it is just really frustrating um because there's things where I'm like this is ridiculous like I'm not this person like I'm not in control at all um and I feel like my training has helped me massively um sort of get out of some pretty dark times where I felt pretty awful um because it's given me back that control um whereas in in sort of the past I haven't necessarily had um and I, I dealt with it for for a lot of years and I never got any help at all um, and, I, and I kind of pretended that it was all okay and it was quite normal and um, it wasn't actually until me and Alec moved in together a, a good few years ago now and he was like you do really weird stuff and I was like no I don't he was like you really do <laughs> um, but it kind of took that like to be like and he was like encouraged me massively like just go and speak to somebody like it's just it would have it, it had sort of give, feelings and what had happened in sort of previous years had obviously bottled up together and made made it into this strange little thing that you do um but and there are totally ways of managing it and apparently it is really OCD is really common within high level athletes um and I kind of look at it now as a way that like my brain is so active and it is so on it like all the time and sometimes it can be a really bad thing but if I, I I there are good qualities of that like I am constantly active like I'm constantly thinking about things um but I can use that in a good way not just a bad way um so it's kind of trying to turn that negative into a positive um and not just be like pulling at door handles and turning light switches on and off like I can actually be putting that towards something like put that negative energy and make it into some positive energy and try and um put that into my training rather than um which is totally easier said than done like it's not like something that I have changed within a week like it's 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 an ongoing process but um I think just being aware of yourself like we're all so different um and it's kind of like I think like it's not something that like I openly like discuss with people because it, it's just it's kind of like my business but I feel like there will be people out there that would really just benefit from hearing things that like we're not all perfect like we all have problems and I think it like generally like people that find that out about me are like no way like you just you just seem like you're you're on it like you've got your shit together and I'm like but people seem like they do and but we've all got little niggles like um and I think if we can all just be there for each other and help each other through that as like cringy as that sounds um and also just be there to sort of know that that happens but there are totally ways of dealing with anything um and and it is just yeah so I basically just tried to be like okay so my my brain does this like I I'm wired in this way um I need to make this a good thing not a bad thing basically um so training I know we've gone off on a huge tangent there no 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 it's a good one it's a good one <laughs> but I think um yeah generally as well like training is is a form of like 
is a form of obsession. Like you get into a, a routine, like, a, and I think that's why training has been so good for me because, like, it's given me that routine and somewhere to put all of my energy into. Um, and for me, that has just been great. Um, the byproduct of that is the fact that I am now an athlete and uh, compete to a, a certain level. Um, but for me, that would that was never the plan. Like, I never looked at. I never looked at the sport of CrossFit and was like, I want to be a top level athlete and I'm going to do everything I can do to be that. Like that was never the goal. Um, the goal was just to start training. Um, I have always been, like you said at the start, like literally the smallest person. <laughs> so <laughs> when I started CrossFit, well, I'm still, I'm, I'm five foot tall. So five foot, nothing, <laughs> very small. Um, and when I started CrossFit, I was like 47 kilos. So pretty light. Um, so light. I didn't, <laughs> so tiny. Um, I didn't have like, it's ridiculous, isn't it, really? Um, and I'm only like 54, 55 now, so I'm probably sat about 55 at the moment, um, which doesn't sound like an awful lot, but I've consistently put on that over time. That's a lot. It's a lot to put on over time, yeah. Yeah, and percentage-wise of, of 47, like, 55 is obviously a, a quite a lot extra. Um, and talking about what we were saying before, like, it took me a really long time to, like, wrap my head around um, putting on that weight and seeing the changes in my body, um, and growing to like accept that. And it, it was my choice. And I, I always understood that I, if I wanted to be competing against the girls that I am like body weight for me was always going to hold me back. Um, so I had to make that choice of, just either sort of bumbling along enjoying my training or if I really wanted to be competitive um I was going to have to do something about that um I would describe myself as like a hard gainer so it was so difficult for me to put on weight um let, let alone keep that weight on so that was always a task um but and and I think sort of that half-heartedness of me being like oh, I'm not even sure if I want to do this. So maybe did I put my full effort in? Like, I don't really know, to be honest. Um, but I feel like only now, and this is what, like nearly seven years later, only now I feel like I'm not 100% confident in my in my body, but I'm like totally getting there. Because <laughs> you, you posted about putting on uh, more weight a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I just, I thought that was just so good because women can be so hung up about their bodies. And sometimes I'm like, and this is actually uh, uh, the previous podcast I had with Lisa Price, who's, um, the girl that I teach the, uh, lifting courses for women with. Um, and she was saying that, uh, she had, I think it was for a specific competition and she had, uh, gotten leaner for this competition. And she said it was the biggest kind of, slap in the face when she didn't feel any different about herself she felt exactly the same she was leaner but she felt exactly the same the negative voice was still there and she was like right okay so now what and you know and also you know as you were saying you know you're a hard gainer I always say whenever you get the age-old question from girls like oh, I don't want to lift weights because I'm going to get too muscly and it's kind of like first of all ask any skinny guy at the gym how hard it is to put on muscle second of all as you say it's taken you years to put that weight on 
years and for whoever who's like you know what I just I'm just I'm just not going to touch barbells because I just cannot deal with looking like Arnie it's like babes that ain't happening anytime soon I know and it's almost it's so frustrating for especially like women like us who know like the effort that goes into that um is not just a overnight thing like and like like we've just been saying for the whole conversation like everyone is totally different so there are people that have genetics that like they are going to put muscle on quickly there's others that are going to put it on so so slowly um but and it is just it's a it, and it is and I think it's so important it's how you feel it's just not how you look for me it is just all about how I feel um and I, I posted that the other day and I was just sort of like sat in because we've had like some good weather recently as well I was just sat in the garden in the sunshine and I was like thinking to myself I was like really thinking I, I looked at some I was I only really video stuff to look at like my 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 lifting technique or my technique of like certain things and I I'd like screenshotted a part of the video which is where I wanted to see where the bar was sat in my hip and I and I thought I'd looked at it and I was like oh I really don't look like I have like that good abs in that picture or like I just look it wasn't a very flattering angle and I just thought to myself, I was like, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to post this. And I'm going to be like, I really felt like, and I feel like that is what goes through so many people's heads, especially women. Um, they're like, oh, I don't really like how I look in that picture. But for me, like, I have had to put on extra weight because I need to be bigger because I'm really small. So like that is, that's like the, the bottom line. Um, and it has taken me a really long time. And like I said, I looked at that picture like two weeks ago and still thought, Oh, I don't really like how I look. Um, and I still don't know whether that's me really thinking, Oh, I don't like the way I look or whether that's kind of like what society has told me that I should feel like, if that makes sense. Um, and I don't really know what is the brainwashing part of it and what is the me part of it. Um, but it's taken me a really long time to get comfortable with having like a little sort of extra, um, an extra bit of weight. And like literally people at the gym, like when I posted that, like so many people were like, I really resonate with that. Like, thank you for saying that out loud. Um, and I was like, well, it's just, it's literally just like one tiny little thought of a million that have come into my head. Um, but if that one thought can help like one person, then like that is like a day well spent. Um, but I think it's just it. And I'm a hundred percent, like I said, I am not a hundred percent there comfortable with my body yet. Um, and as women, like we're saying about cycles, one day you can look at yourself and feel like, yeah, I feel like I look really good today. And then the next day you can feel the completely different to how you felt the day before. Um, and I think that's totally normal. Um, but yeah, putting on weight for me has been something that I really had to get my head around. Um, and it wasn't, something that was come easy to me at all in the sense of actually achieving that weight gain but also mentally getting my head around the fact that I was going to be heavier um what always amazed me to be fair is that how I really I mean I looked so different to how I did when I first started but over the years really the the, the changes are so minimal um like if you look at a, a picture of me when I was like in 2011 to now, 
like there's a, obviously a massive, massive difference. But over months and over years, that those changes are so small. Um, and it's really, I think we all have that worry that, and I, I would also worry about this now, that if I met somebody that I say went to school with and they, they would be like, bloody hell, like, you look mental compared to how you looked before. Um, and I would still worry. But then you think, why do I worry about that? Like, they're not a part of my life. And if people judge you for the way you look, like, do you really think, do you really want them in your life? Like, um, and going back to what you said about women thinking if they touch a dumbbell or a barbell, they're going to look like, like Arnie. It is that sense of we've had people come in the gym and like women, I can almost see have been visibly put off by the way I look and are kind of like in a backwards way kind of say, Oh, I'm a bit like, you look very toned. Like, I'm not sure I want to be that toned. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, do you know how many hours a day I train? Like, <laughs> I yeah it's taken me years (laughs) and it's not like one person's goal is not going to be the same for the others but on the flip side like I've also had women that are like it's like flatter me down to the ground I'm like thank you so much but and they find it mental but I would be like oh no I'm like I have body hang-ups and they're like how could you possibly have body hang-ups I'm like of course I do like I'm like every other human being in the world like there's things that I would change um but the one thing I said in that post, and I 100% meant it, like, I think if you follow me on Instagram or any social media channel, like, I literally, the, what you could always get from me is like 100% honesty. Um, I'm never going to be a fake person. It's just it's just not in my sort of nature. Like, I will say what I think um, and kind of un- unapologetically, like, um, but I 100% perform better when I'm a little bit when I have a little bit extra I don't like to use the word fat because I'm not saying I'm fat in any way um but when I have extra when I have extra weight on me um that might be perceived as fat to other people um I may or may not I don't want to offend anyone um it, I feel better. I feel like I train better. I have more energy um my lifting numbers are way more consistent um to when I may be leaner and have that just just that little bit around your belly where it, it I can never seem to make that disappear completely um, and I think I was kind of on a battle to try and get like a really like especially in our in our world in our CrossFit world like there are some there are some females that are in incredible shape um like body fat percentages zero, like minus numbers. <laughs> we are talking very, very lean. Um, but that, like, even if I could achieve that, like, from when I, I can, to be honest, I, I like food too much, so I never could be that lean. Um, that some of the girls I'm referring to are very, very lean, and I don't think I could ever achieve that. But I just don't think I would. I know from being leaner, I haven't performed as well. Um, I think other factors could have been involved in that, like my mental sort of attitude at that time or um, going back to sort of that, like those menstrual cycles, like that also could be linked in. But I really think that the leaner I was, the less energy I had. Um, and since I've sort of embraced that, I've, I just feel like my, tra- my training has just like got better and better and better. Um, and yeah. I'm not saying that everyone is going to be the same because um, 
I am a smaller athlete, so I need to hold weight in places that if you're a much larger athlete, you won't need to hold. And actually that will hinder you in gymnastics and sort of running other things like that. So we're all different. And I think that is the main point here. Like, um, we're all so different and you need to figure out what works for you. Um, yeah. and that might not be necessarily what works for the person next to you. Um, but we all need to be there to encourage each other through that and accept that like what one person is doing, like is not just what you should be doing. Um, and you need to explore different things and see what works for you basically in a very long winded way of saying that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 that was, but it's so, but it's so true because we are also physically different and even with our own lives. So, you, you know, you sometimes put up, um, there's this brilliant picture that you have, which I know you'll know. <laughs> I think you, you might even have a fag in your hand and, and a drink. You used to smoke um, like <laughs> <day>. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, in comparison to it. <laughs> Why not? Get it yeah. in quicker. Straight to yeah, the head. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, even within ourselves, we can phys- physically change so much. Like my body, ran- this is random and I am, I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty thankful for it. Um, but after having Bjorn, my, my abs are actually better after having a baby than they were before. <laughs> whatever way he, whatever way he squished them when he was in, the, when he was the bump kind of rearranged him into rearranged them into a better formation I was like I'll take that so um (laughs) thanks Baba but yeah I think I think not only are we really really different but even you know within our own lifespans we're very different and you know I I was saying to you earlier that I kind of uh, for me with training my body is always sort of adapted to what I've done. So I've done a couple of uh, marathons in my time. And and I remember during my first one, um, I was quite small and quite tiny and a bit stringy and, you know, not, not particularly muscly, but then obviously, um, you know, through, through more weight training and weightlifting, all that kind of stuff. I've, uh, you know, I guess you can see a lot more uh, muscle visually, if you like. Um, and for me, my body has always been, I feel, I feel, I have to say, I feel very, very lucky um, that apart from my foot, you know, you, you, you've shared a piece of news today, Laura, so I'm going to share since we're in the sharing mood, but I'm actually missing, <laughs> I'm actually missing the big toe on my left foot because a wall fell on it when I was seven. Yeah. And a wolf, a gu- randomly, I know, a wall fell, in, fell on it when I was seven, so I had to have it amputated. Now they didn't take the, take away the ball of my foot, um, but they took away the, the main toe. Um, and so for me, that's been my biggest hang up ever. And I, and I, I remember at my, at the women in fitness summit last year, I was kind of, I was speaking at the end to everyone and, you know, um, I, I kind of made this joke of, you know, like, I'll, I'll be out and proud with it when, um, I reach a new level of acceptance, but I'm not ready for that yet. Um, so, so that, that's, that happened when I was seven. So for my whole life, that's been like, eh, that's that, that's that thing. So for the rest of my body, I haven't really, 
cared about it in a way like it's kind of like oh well you know it changes as I train or whatever but that's that's my like that's been your thing yeah <laughs> my main hang up um and the, and the gap in my teeth oh that is you and you are beautiful <laughs> you should embrace that I, I even had I even had uh, braces to put them together and it still opened back up again so I was like all right here. no that is like <laughs> part of your character you don't need to change anything um and I think as soon, what's funny is like you, as soon as you said that about your toe, I absolutely was not like, oh, how strange you don't have a big toe. I was thinking, oh, that must affect your balance when you lift. That must affect the sort of the way you move. And more, I'm thinking more of like the sort of physiological side of how you must have to adapt because of that not not because of the way you look like yeah I know it's crazy how we have things in our heads isn't it it's like uh... like I would be like well I know how much Jocelyn loves to lift a barbell so I wonder how you I wonder how that affects her doing that like never would like the thought only thought I only thought about how you feel about how you look because you were saying that like I would never have been like but it is the way we feel like people will perceive us um for something um and it's really similar like with my OCD like I would be like oh people might think that I have not got a hold of things or that I am I'm not like sort of I'm not a strong person like all of these things but actually in reality I'm sure people don't think about that at all um, and especially people that know you and mean something to you absolutely would not think that. So, um, yeah. And it is just, and again, it's just, it's this in like, as human beings, we have these insecurities. Um, and I think that's why we, as humans, we strive to be better always. And it is kind of, it's plugged into us that we need to be better and that we are not good enough. Um, and that kind of makes me sad because I think we all should just take a minute just to appreciate ourselves for who we are for, and not to have to feel like we have to just better ourselves all the time. I know this kind of constant sort of self and, and, and that's what you were talking about before. Like just actually when you've enjoyed training the most and you enjoyed this year's regionals the most, not, not least because this was the first year that you were like, do you know what? I am legit. I am, I am supposed to be here. Um, but also it was the first year that you were like, oh, I'm just going to soak all of this up and enjoy it and, and, and be in the moment rather than, and don't get me wrong. Like I am little miss, right. How can I improve this? How can I improve that? I'm constantly kind of thinking of that. Um, but also just to kind of sit back and go, actually, do you know what? Life is pretty sweet at the moment. And for the very, and this is, this is something that I spoke about just in, um, the recording from a couple of weeks ago, um, because somebody had asked me a question about how I balance training as a mum. And it's, and when I, in that episode, I said that, you know, being a mum and training around being a mum and all that kind of stuff is actually stuff that I don't talk about that much because it's quite a private thing to me. And, and first and foremost, training is, um, something that's specifically for me. And I, and I think, you know, much like yourself makes you a better, um, individual, um, in general. Yeah. It's your time, no matter what, level you train to training is time for you I think yeah and and like I think you know what one of the points that I made there was look 
you know that they're so it's so easy and especially we all we all get caught up in our own heads always uh, you know on, on a daily basis it's not like one day a week you feel a bit rubbish like you, you I feel you're constantly trying to you know kind of just shut down that voice in your head that's that's always there and one of my points in in the last recording was you know as a mum then you've you've obviously you know or as a parent not just as a mum um you're obviously thinking about this other little person that's reliant on you but to just kind of step back and go and and for me it's like you know what? I've got a roof over my head um I I eat food every day I've got I've got water free running from the tap that is a lot to be grateful for yeah. do you know what I mean Definitely. outside of yeah sometimes I am a bit tired because I don't get enough sleep although now after listening to that Joe Rogan podcast I'm like ain't no one getting in the way of my sleep like <laughs> yeah literally like that is lockdown blinds down this is next level sleep now <laughs> yeah um, definitely but but just to kind of be kind of grateful for what you have because it is way more than so many people you know that 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 don't even have access to they don't have a home let alone access to a computer or a phone or whatever so um I I completely agree with you and like following themes of our conversation is kind of like saying about appreciating things and um back to sort of that like menstrual cycles of athletes like we're worrying about that affecting our training like there's people that can't afford tampons or sanitary products like and they can't even afford that and they have to yeah and we're worrying about how it's going to affect us lifting a barbell that day it's like it makes us seem so selfish I know I know the barbell that's in the gym that we're able to pay for yeah that probably has not that ours does but like air conditioning and like all these things that we don't need um and and uh, yeah it seems a bit sort of far-fetched and obviously like this is just us chatting but it does it's so easy to forget things like that like it in the grand scheme of things what does it matter um that we're five percent down on our performance like it doesn't really matter um and I think going back to saying about bettering ourselves like that is what the world is about like everyone is about doing better in their in their work or doing better in their family life or as an athlete or um in their career like whatever it is that you do we all want to be better at we all want to be better looking we all want to have better clothes better cars like majority of people there's a really small percentage of people that are very unmaterialistic um but so many of us aren't and I think we just need to take the time to just pat ourselves on the back and say you've done pretty well like (laughs) yeah you're doing all right you're doing all right yeah just (laughs) and it's so easy to forget that and I don't think we ever really congratulate ourselves there's always people congratulating you but do you ever really take the time to be like actually yeah thank you like actually I have actually done pretty well um whereas like finishing regionals this year it was like right on to next year and you're like instead of just being like okay I'm just gonna actually like I took a month off training completely like I didn't do anything and it was so good just to be like actually just enjoy what had happened and give my body a good break um and like really enjoy that time and that was a whole part of the process um and kind of just allow myself to reset rather than, but it is, and it is that focus on just getting better and constantly on the ball. Um, 
And actually, sometimes we just need to take time just to chill out and be like, it's okay. Like giving ourselves a little bit of a break is not going to hinder anything. It's probably only going to help things. Um, And I see regularly on social media, um, and for me, it doesn't work. But like, um, especially when I was full time in the office, I see people like, right, I'm in the gym at 5am. I've already done an hour morning session. Now I'm showering, I'm going to work, I'll be there for eight hours. And then I'm back in the gym and I'm doing three hour session. And then I'm home. I'm like, that that cannot be good for you. (laughs) In any way, um, like our bodies at some point will say, no, you cannot do this anymore. Um, And it was about three years ago now, mine did that. And my, I was working with British weightlifting at the time. So I was up and down to Loughborough like every weekend. Yeah. With Giles, you were working with Giles at the time, weren't you? Giles Greenwood. Yeah, I was. Um, and that was great. And yeah. He's a good guy. Um, and I was doing like just so busy. I was trying to, I was full time in the office. I was training after work, um, CrossFit. And then I was getting stressed trying to be a better weightlifter I was then get, yeah driving miles all the time um and then um I went to a UK um the, a UK regional athlete girls like CrossFit camp up in um up in Wigan it was at JST and we spent a bit of time at um train uh, Manchester with Sam Briggs as well um I got I got home that night and it literally felt like somebody pulled the plug out the back of me um, and I actually had swine flu um, and I was poorly for like properly poorly for like three months like bed bound and then I didn't recover from that for like another proper 12 months properly. It was a really long time and since then I've had revelations of being like that was my body being like, you need to slow the F down <laughs> because you're killing me. Um, and as a healthy person, I could not believe how poorly I was. Like I literally couldn't do anything. I was so poorly. And I, I, I really, I can really see how and I had like a really horrible strain of swine flu. Like it wasn't just the flu, but um, I can totally see how like, older unfit unhealthy people actually die from things like that because it might sound dramatic but it like I was like I'm a young fit healthy person I don't really I don't really drink any alcohol I don't eat bad foods I don't smoke and I am wiped like for for like a whole year I was like this is insane um so it really gave me a bit of a kick up the ass to be like you need to start looking after yourself a little bit better um, and, and talking about identity and stuff before, like when I got ill, I was like, that was, it took that huge part of my identity away. And I kind of was really lost because I was like, I couldn't train. I couldn't get out of bed. Um, I was just in a world of pain for like so long. And I was like, I couldn't really care about training to be honest. But when I started to slowly start to feel a bit better I then realized that actually it was going to be a really long time until I was back to doing anything properly um and I actually I did the open which was kind of I there's absolutely no way I should have done that and I and I just scraped through to make regionals which was like ridiculous (laughs) I know I'm still like even even at my peak 
I still wouldn't make it. And you're like, yeah, I had swine flu qualified for regionals. Yeah. Oh, but it was so daft. Like I should have, that then I should have looked at things in a different way and thought, this is just so not worth it. My body is like telling me, please give me a break. And I just didn't. Um, and that's why it took me so long to recover. That's why it took me like another year. Um, and then I went to regionals that year, had a terrible experience and it was really awful. And it, the whole year was just not meant to be, but I've learned so many lessons from that. Um, and I think in, I, I really do believe that everything happens for a reason. Um, and that year was my body being like, just look after yourself because you never know when it can be taken away. Um, and health is literally everything. Um, cause without our health, we have nothing. Um, and that's why when I see so many people looks like they're just flogging themselves like day on day on day. And I just kind of want to reach out and be like, please be careful because you won't realize until it's too late that you've done too much. Um, and, and yeah, sometimes I just want to just give people the heads up, but then equally it's their own journey. And I don't want to come across like, I'm like telling them to slow down because it might look like I'm trying to, I don't know, sabotage them or something. No, no, but I, I agree. Like it's, it's just, but a similar thing, um, happened to me and it was a completely kind of, uh, innocent random thing, but it, it basically affected me, um, for about a year. And it was, I can't remember now, gosh, how long ago was it? Maybe about six or seven years ago and uh, maybe a little bit less and um a colleague that i was working with at the time had just done um charles poliquin's biosignature course um and uh so he was he wanted to use me as a guinea pig and i was like yeah cool that's fine i'll do that um and so um for anybody that, that doesn't know um that they, they basically do i think it's 14 sites on your body that they they basically test for a body fat um and whichever site comes up as the highest um is supposed to determine whether you may be slightly higher in, in a specific hormone so for me i think my hamstrings were the um were the, the highest um from his measurement uh which meant that i had too much estrogen floating around in my body now um a, a, a lot of, a lot of people since then have been like yeah no i'm not so mad about biosignature and blah blah, blah. and so people have their varying opinions on it, which is totally fine. Um, in, in this situation, um, I think that yes, probably my hamstrings were higher relative to the rest of my body, but it wasn't at a concerning, uh, amount. So anyway, he then uh, supplemented, he said, well, you know, you've got high levels of estrogen, so I need you to cut out some of these foods and then um take these supplements so i was like okay sure like i'm totally happy like i i kind of enjoy like finding out what works for my body what doesn't work for my body and all that kind of stuff and so then the following month i didn't get my period and i've always had regular periods so i felt that's a bit odd like the only thing i've changed is actually taking these supplements um and then i spoke to a friend of his who also um had done biosig but was a little bit more um experienced i think uh, and he said and i said look you know is this is this normal like I've, I've been doing this for a month but i've just missed my period and uh he was like well are you stressed or anything like that and i was like no we've just come back from holiday and he said oh well, that's kind of a change i was kind of like yeah i'm pretty sure we had a relaxed holiday so it should be the 
reverse um and uh and then anyway i i came off them in the end and and it took um i'm not kidding uh, nearly a full year till i got my regular periods back um and this is you know this is like this is no slight on him he was you know you know you have you when you learn something new you do have to practice and and you know part of that is is you know maybe making some mistakes in the beginning and that's that's how you learn and and you'll know you know as coaches even if you're individually programming for people you can't just use you know like a a kind of um cardboard cutout program like you know what what may work with some athletes might just be completely the wrong thing for another and it, and it's always trial and error like it's never like you know oh I've been doing this for x amount of years so I know exactly you know, it, you've always got those kind of people that are just completely different they respond differently and so you have to adapt and change so it's always trial and error um and so like I'm not I'm not in I, I, I'm not annoyed that it happened I'm just like whoa that was an innocent thing that I participated in and that made a yeah, big, and it turned into something. Yeah, it had a big yeah. effect on my body for a long time. Yeah, that's crazy. A whole year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just it was really odd and just like it was just something that I didn't kind of even think about. But it's also quite frightening that yeah, when it comes to hormones, when it when it just comes to your own physical health, you have to be so careful. And and this is something that I always say to people: just just track everything. Like you know, you're mindful um, of you know how you're feeling on each day and whether that's possibly your cycle. And all of that stuff. And I always think like the more information you write down about yourself for yourself, the more of that self-awareness you have essentially. Um, you know, if you if you if you've got, if you're going through a training week and then you just have some really rubbish sessions at the end of the week, maybe you didn't eat so well the day before, maybe you didn't sleep so well a few days before. And if you if you can, you know, it's kind of then like you you'd get let's say you get to that session on a Friday. And it's a rubbish session and you can either be like, oh, I'm just so rubbish. Or you can look back over those points that you've tracked and be like, okay, actually, I didn't get so much sleep that day. Or do you know what? I didn't eat as much as I could have yesterday or whatever. Okay, that explains that, right? I've learned from that move forward. And that has to be a constant process because it's always we're always changing. Therefore, it's always changing but um it's just it was just it was just an, an interesting experience and mine was was nothing to the degree of of what you had with swine flu which was like completely next level that it kind of you know basically stopped your life for three months and then it took you a good year um to recover from but it's just yeah like our health just should never be taken for granted and also to to i guess embrace it like embrace looking after your own health as well so you can you know, seek advice from as many professionals as you want, but there's so much information that you can just not figure out yourself necessarily. Of course, you should always seek professional advice if you need it. But I think people, a lot of people think there's nothing they can do to help themselves when an actual fact if they just track their sleep a little bit um, or just, you know, watch what they eat a little bit. It might, it might tell them a few things. And if they kind of just go, oh, actually, let me, let me see what I can do about this then they can make some positive changes themselves. I think regardless of whether you're an athlete, but you don't, uh, it, you could literally be a, of any profession in the world. Like we all need to be as human beings looking at our sleep and our nutrition, um, regardless of who we are or what we do. That is our body. Like that is the basis of our, of how our body works. Um, and the amount of times I, I see people come into the gym and, 
I've said, oh, I've, I'm so, I just feel a bit like headed today. I'm like, what have you eaten? They're like, oh, I had some like bran flakes at 6am. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, no wonder your body's like, um, no, like no way you're going to like make me do this now because it's just not had enough of anything. Um, and it, it, yeah, it's kind of like, it's just one of those things we have to look after ourselves because something will give at some point and it won't be nice, whatever it is. So I think and we all get ill and we all pick up things and they, these things happen. Um, but I think we can definitely control some things um, in the sense of like sleep and nutrition. We're like, as adults, it is in our hands if we get to bed on time. Um, or I know like I work till late, so I don't finish working until 9 p.m. And then it takes me half an hour to, to drive home. And then I eat late and then I shower. So, and then I'm kind of have to have a little bit of wind down time, but and it is kind of, I also try and not stress about that where I'm like, oh, look at my watch. And I'm like, oh, now I'm only going to get seven hours sleep. Now I'm only going to get six hours sleep. Because um, otherwise that is just more stress. But I think just kind of trying to go with the flow, but just be aware of it. Because like if, if you've had a terrible day the night after you've had, um, the night before, sorry, you have four and a half hours sleep, like that's probably the reason why. <laughs> Um, it might not necessarily be, but, and especially working in an office as well as being an athlete really has always been an eye opener for me because I'm like, and I'm not, a, I, I would never preach to people to do certain things. Like I, they can do what they want, but like, if they ask me for advice, like I a hundred percent will give them what I know, which isn't everything, but I can help them in the sense of like, like, no wonder you're tired. All I've seen you eat today is a lion bar and have a diet Coke. Like, and like, no wonder. And it is, it is literally that simple. I'm like, I'm not telling you that you need to make a smoothie with spinach, kale, turmeric, and like, I'm not saying you need to have that. I'm just saying like, have some oats or like have something that's going to give you at least a bit of energy and not just like a sugar hit and then a caffeine hit. Like, <laughs> and I love having a, a coffee. Yeah, because that just then leads to more sugar and more caffeine and more like it's the, just then this never ending cycle of quick, quick fire food or quick fire yeah, energy and in every single environment. Um, definitely. And it's just, it's, there's certain ways of, and I feel like there's so many people just like firefighting every day, just like fighting these fires of life. Like, Oh, I'm really tired. So I'm just going to have a pro plus or like, I'm really tired. So I'm just going to have like a four shot espresso from Starbucks. Like, no, just, why don't you just this sleep a few more hours? Four shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why don't you just sleep a few more hours and then you won't feel so shit. <laughs> I know it's so simple, right? As well. Yeah. But obviously some people have kids that are up all night and it's not always that straightforward. Um, and I, and I do get that and I, maybe I'm very lucky in the sense of, I, I can just like turn the light off and go to sleep. Um, I know that people don't have that in the same respect, but, um, but equally like you can't use that as an excuse to, to then for everything. It's like, well, try and make it better. Like if there's a reason why you're. Yeah. Make, just make one kind of small choice. Yeah. That's a little bit better then, you know, everyone can do that. Um, yeah, definitely. And I had a lady come into the gym yesterday for her first session 
Um, and straight away she was like, right, I want to change my diet. I want to change, um, I want to change my sleep pattern. What should I be doing? How many days a week should I be coming in here? Um, she's on like slimming world at the moment, which like I don't know enough about to like want to completely slate because I don't know enough about it. Like from what I've heard, it's not the best way of losing weight, but, or, or maybe it's not the best lifestyle choice, but I really haven't done enough research myself to, to comment on that. Um, but I like, she wanted to change everything in one go. I was like, look, you're, you're, you're here. Like that last about a day, love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that, but that's the first change. Like, let's go with that first, um, and then, and then we'll go with nutrition, and then we'll think about looking at sleep, and then we'll think about looking at other things. Um, but I think you'll understand this too. But like, as coaches in a, in a CrossFit gym, you can very quickly turn from a a coach t- teaching somebody how to do a front squat to like uh, a lot like literally uh counseling uh somebody counseling somebody else um and that's one thing that I've really had to learn how to sort of manage in a sense of like I really want to help people in every way I can um but sometimes there is a line and it's like I'm not here to counsel you like I know you might have gone through some really horrible things that might have prompted you to come to the gym and like I want to help you get better and feel better in yourself but really you probably should be getting help elsewhere for these things for other things sorry um but and it can really quickly turn into something quite different and I'm always quite aware of that because I'm like I'm really underqualified to be helping you with this um and I would never want to be giving somebody the wrong advice and it's it's also though taking ownership as well like on the you know on the one hand um yeah, everyone's got a lot of stuff to be dealing with in their lives individually, but also it's it's quite easy. And I found this probably more in the one-to-one setting than I did in the group coaching setting. Um, it's sometimes easier to, to, to pay someone, whether it's for a, a PT session or whatever, and then, you know, kind of offload that, um, which we all do. We all have a little like, and another thing, you know, but actually sometimes you've got to go, do you know what? You just need to, that thing that's that's on your mind or bothering you, you need to take ownership of it now. I mean, BJ is forever like saying to me, you either stop complaining about it or you change it. And I'm like, oh shit. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll change it then. Thanks. And um, you know, he keeps me, you know, very much great. He's like, he'll, he'll listen for a period. And then he's like, okay, I'm finished now moving along. And I'm like, okay, like I'll I'll change that. Um, and you know, much like, you know, you were talking about, you know, with OCD, you're like, okay, this for me, for you training is a, a way that you channel that energy into something else and something more positive. So I do, I do feel like particularly, um, nowadays, sometimes, um, not, not everyone, but some people can be victims to their situation and as as you were talking about you you can channel that energy in 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 one of two ways and sure it's okay to uh you know be upset about something and be pissed off about something and vent but then it's like okay uh, so so you need to now change either how you're thinking about that situation or you need to change the situation but 
being stagnant in it and, and, and living in it and, and nothing changing and you just wallowing more and more in it, that, that's no good for anybody, specifically not for you, you know, like it's not people have to kind of take ownership of whatever it is and kind of move forward with it. And so sometimes I think we can all be a little bit wrapped in cotton wool uh when an actual fact and it's like it's much like you know you're saying again with with the ocd it's something that you you know didn't or you know maybe a lot of people don't know because for the most part you're like i'm trying to get on with this and deal with this as best i can and it wasn't until alec had pointed out you know what maybe maybe just check with someone maybe to see if you can get some help and for me uh, definitely in my fourth year of university I definitely went through quite a depressed year and I didn't even know I was in it at the time and it was wasn't until I got out of it yeah that I was like shit I think I was depressed last year okay wow didn't even know that you know um so sometimes you kind of don't know that that's where you are that's where you're at. But um, yeah, anyway, I've gone off on another tangent. We are like tangent world today, but hopefully it's all good. <laughs> I know, we are. <laughs> it's, just, it's just all good chat. Yeah, I think talking about to people posting and stuff, it's like that, to me, it was kind of, um, I could have quite easily like put on my Instagram big post about, sometimes I might not perform as best as I can as an athlete because I have OCD like that would be really easy to do and be like get loads of people like oh wow I didn't know that about you like that's like that must affect you but like for me it's just not like it's it's not something I associate with me being an athlete um it's just something that you just something I just have and I just kind of deal with it like every person has something different um and it's kind of just one of those things that like, you can, you could, I could use that as an excuse, but like, it wouldn't help me get better. <laughs> um, it wouldn't help me at all. Um, the only way it would help me is if I help to get it under control. And the only way I can do that is by doing that myself, like not posting something on social media to get a load of sympathy from people. Um, because equally, like, it isn't something that you really, I, I don't think either. It's like, it's just something. It's not like, I don't deserve sympathy for that. Like, like we're saying about there's people in like third world countries that don't have access to sanitary products. That's something to like, feel awful about. Like, this is not something to feel awful about. Um, it's just, it's just a thing that needs to be managed. Um, and like I said, I really think that since I have acknowledged it and been like, okay, cool, this is fine. I'm going to try and use that. Cause I honestly think like my, my brain is such a powerful thing. Like the things that I can make my body do because of my brain is unbelievable. Like I remember being a kid and I used to like get in and out the bath like 22 times. And I like that is absolutely bonkers. Like to most people, that is absolutely bonkers. Um, and even to me, it is. But the fact that my brain could actually make my body do that, like physically do that, I'm like, in a way, that's quite a good thing because I'm really, my brain is so powerful. Um, I just need to use that in a good way instead of just using it to do, well, like doing pointless things. Like there was no need for me to do that. Um, I thought there was because, and again, like, it's really hard to explain. Like, it's not like I thought my, my house was going to explode and all my family was going to die. Like I knew that wasn't going to happen. Um, but it was just a buildup of anxiety and stress, um, which 
to be honest, like there's maybe a few things that that could have been, but nothing really dramatic. It's not like I had a really traumatic experience or anything. Um, um, it, like nothing like that happened. It just, it is just a, something that kind of happened, like built up over time and just progressively got worse. Um, and then now I've got a handle of it. And like I said, it, it, in a way it is like, I, I kind of just had a bit of a, a thing one day where I was like, actually, I really could use this to my advantage. Um, and not use it as a, a, a cry point. Like it's really not a thing that I need to let get me down. Um, yeah. In fact, it was more like it was just getting really annoying where I'd be like, and I still now, I really do now just do things that I'm like, oh, for goodness sake, Laura, like get on with it. Like you don't need to be doing that. Um, but it's so annoying. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, why am I checking this? Um, but like now I can almost laugh at myself a bit. Whereas before I would literally, I remember trying to like force myself not to do things. So I would literally be like led in bed like, you don't need to go and do that. And I just wouldn't be able to fall asleep until I'd done it. And in, and in that respect, like then that's when it was starting to affect my life. Like going back to sleep, I'm not getting my sleep properly because my brain is so active and it won't just leave me alone for a second. I was like, oh, I'm just so tired. Like, give me a break. Quit it already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's a weird sensation being sort of stuck in your own head because it is just like in this sort of be all and end all it is just you um you can't ever get away from your brain your brain is there and it's always there telling you things so I think just learning how to um not just change it because I don't think just like masking something is is never going to stop stop it I think for me it was just kind of thinking of ways to and really actually one thing that I did really massively help is write stuff down every day um and it was like and I never read some of the stuff back like through my when I was really poorly and stuff I wrote down some things and to be honest I wouldn't want to read them back because I feel like for me they were probably quite dark and thoughts that I just wanted to get down on paper so they were out of my head through the pen onto the paper and then they were gone um and it's not like I ever wanted to read them back like I literally just got rid of the book like it was full and then it was gone but it really helped for me. And that, that was something that Alex suggested. He was like, just get a book, write down your feelings. Um, and rather than just stewing on them, and I'll talk about things with him and with my friends, like a lot more than I ever did before. Like if something was bothering me, I would just sit on it and just like be like, oh, it's not a big deal. So I won't say anything. But now I'll kind of be like, mm, actually, I'm pretty upset about this. Like, can we talk about it? Um, and it's amazing how simple something like that can really change your life. Like rather than just be like, like, or like I, me and Alec have a really good relationship. Like, like any other, any other couple, we have bickers and we have arguments about things, but nothing ever major. But I think little things that annoy you about each other and it works both ways. Like, God, I must be a total nightmare to live with. Like, I know that, um, but he's stayed with me for long enough now. So I guess that he's in it <laughs> for the long haul. Um, he's in there for the long haul, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I hope he is anyway. Um, so like th- just little things that instead of things that would happen, that would maybe just make me feel like, oh, uh, maybe I want to talk about that. Maybe I just wouldn't because previously in my life, I just didn't bring things up. And I would just be like, oh, well, like that person's upset me. 
but I'm not going to say anything. Whereas now I, I actually remember I was, I was about, I was probably about 16 and I kind of thought, you know, when you're a teenager, you just try and fit in with everyone else. You try and be the same as your friends. And it's just, that is what you've kind of been brainwashed to do. Like everyone wears the same clothes. You all listen to the same music, like it, as your friendship group, like that's just what you do as a teenage girl. And I feel like I remember one day just thinking it was something that I was like, that's not me at all. And I kind of just started to get to grips with who I was. And I was like, that's not me. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to be me from now. And I remember like some of my friends being like, God, you're coming out with some weird stuff. And I was like, I know, but I feel like I just like, it was just when I thought things, instead of like checking myself, I was just saying them. And I was like, well, if these guys like don't like me for because of what I'm saying or the thoughts I think or the actions I take, like then they're then they're not supposed to be my friends, you know. Um, and as I've got older, I've just been 100 percent myself like. And I, I can honestly say that like throughout my life, I've just, since then, I've just been like, you know what, this is me. Like, and it sounds so cringy, like saying it out loud. Um, but I can, you know, you can just see little glimmers of people like just, I'm like, that's not really you. I feel like you could really just, just chill, like relax and just be your own being. Like, it doesn't matter if that person doesn't like you because of that. Um, and it takes, it takes some really a big amount of strength to I, th- I think to be able to accept that and because not everyone's going to like you or who you are or what you stand for and you've got to be cool with that because that is just how it is because we're all so different and like it, whether you're an an athlete or like people I'm sure literally have unfollowed me in the past because they're like oh my god you're annoying like you're just always just being stupid like ne- like and I am serious at times for sure like I'm not saying I'm god like just this happy-go-lucky person because I'm not I'm like moody a lot and like any other person I'm like snappy and I can get upset and I'm very opinionated and I'm not saying that the way I do things is the way you, everyone should because I 100% would probably discourage people to do that. (laughs) But I think it's just, I would just always encourage people, whatever you want to do, like don't check yourself on things, just do it. Like you're going to make mistakes 100%. Um, We all make mistakes, but you just have to just go with it and learn from them. Like saying about me starting as an athlete when I was like 19, 20, like thinking I knew everything, I really did. And I and now I'm just like that's so funny because I didn't know anything. Like <laughs> I barely knew. I'd only just really started getting to grips with like the person I was, let alone the athlete I was or the friend I was or the girlfriend I was. Um yeah, you just kind of grow day by day and it's so interesting. Um and I think before you know it, like I said earlier, I'm like six years older and like, it just, it happens. And that's not a depressing thing. I don't want that to be like, uh, people listen to that. I think, Oh God, yeah, you do just get really old really quickly. Um, cause I know I'm not old, but the years tick by, like you've, you just yeah. do whatever you want to do. Um, yeah just embrace things like this we we're so busy all the time and you're like oh I can't do that because I haven't got enough money or I haven't got enough time and 
and I do that all the time like and like everything I'm saying now is is I aspire to be able to do these things it's like it's a work in progress um yeah of course yeah and, and life always will be a work in progress I think it's not just a you're never going to get things right all the time no god if, if there's any if you get to any stage where you're like this is the shit that's when you're probably in shit because like it's always constantly changing and constantly evolving and which is which is which is what makes it exciting but also you know yeah of course all of those lessons come along the way and they never the lessons never stop sadly <laughs> and i think that's so interesting um about like you saying sort of seeing me for the first time at like the battle of london and to me now like as an athlete i developed I, as an athlete i've developed like so so much and there's there's seven years of really hard work that's gone into that um but alongside that like so many other things have happened um and i've grown just mentally and as well as physically um and nothing to do with being an athlete and i think we all have those journeys and um and i've sort of followed lots of people as well like changing over time um and being an athlete is just such a small part of it um but it it does it takes up so much of my time and I, because i adore it but um there are other things you need to focus on definitely um and i think that's why i look at the crossfit games and sometimes i think really deep down i think is that truly for me like do i really want to like have i got that level of commitment um have I got that level of like, really, do I really want that as much as those other girls do? Like, and I, the honest truth is I really don't know. Like, I don't know the answer to that. Um, and I don't think I would know the answer to that until I was in like, you know, at regionals in like the top eight fighting for one of those positions, like fighting for that top five. And I only think then that would come through. Um, like, Truly and honestly, I really think that is the case. Like, I can't sit here and say that, like, I want to. Like, I, f I find that quite amazing, actually, when there's people, like, that are, like, I am 100% going to qualify for the CrossFit Games. Like, that is all I want in life. And for me, that that honestly, and it might shock some people to hear it, but that is honestly not, not the case for me. Like, I don't know, like, in my heart of hearts, I really don't know if that's what I want. Um all I want is just to continue to enjoy my training and just see where it takes me. Um, and whether that be the CrossFit games, like, I don't know. Um, I mean, I am not saying that I don't want to go there because to compete there would just be unbelievable. Um, but I also know that things like just like we, we bought a house last year together and, um, you, you build these things up in your head. Like I always felt like when I like, buy my own house like with Alec like we have you'd feel this like there'd be a feeling like in your stomach and there wasn't this like there wasn't like this feeling of like massive accomplishment like it that, that wasn't there yeah 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 you kind of build it up and then you're like oh okay. yeah it's not it's, it wasn't like a tangible thing that you could be like hold it in your hands and be like oh like don't get me wrong like I'm incredibly proud of us like we've managed to buy a house in Bath as well of like all places it's like a beautiful place like it's incredible and and like I'm so proud of us and I love our little home I absolutely love it like we we redid it ourselves like Alec is amazing with like he's a trained carpenter so he like built loads of stuff um we had a few friends help us so like 
the the kind of physical actions of doing it and was probably way more satisfying than actually like buying the house and picking up the keys um and like a hundred percent it was an accomplishment but it didn't feel how I how I put pressure on myself to feel a certain way and then I didn't and that you're almost like oh and I would kind of worry that I would put all this pressure on myself to like get to the CrossFit Games and then I might get there and be like, oh, this is cool. But like that would be kind of it. And then I'd be like, um, right then. And like again, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, I don't know. And I think, and that's what I've done wrong in the past. I have massively put pressure on myself to feel a certain way rather than just letting those feelings just happen. Um, and I've seen it so much, like just doing like a local crossfit competition this weekend, which I don't do that often at all. Like, I don't really compete that much, um, mainly because it interrupts with training and recovery and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I've done this competition for years in a row and I just love doing it. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it again this year. Um, and it, yeah, just sort of seeing people, just the way they hold themselves, the way they act, um, their attitude towards other people. Um, I some it just didn't there's a few people that just didn't really I wasn't and they probably couldn't give a shit whether they whether I was impressed by the way they were acting like they probably don't care but there was just it in it doesn't really fit with the way I with my sort of like moral values um and like it, when you look at things in the grand scheme of things like you don't really get anything for that you just we're all there to have fun and test what we what we work so hard at all day um every day um so why not just like be nice and have fun <laughs> and it sounds like you're you're very much a, a sports psychologist that I worked with for a while Katie um she talks about process goals and outcome goals and it sounds like you're very much a process goals person rather than the out so the outcome goal would be like I'm making it to the CrossFit Games and that's kind of like that's awesome if that happens but it might not. Whereas the focusing on the process goals, which is what you're doing, you're like, I'm seeing where my training is going to take me. And that doesn't mean that you're not goal, uh, goals focused. It just means that you're like, if I apply myself in the now, I'm going to see where that goes. Hopefully it goes somewhere awesome. If it doesn't, if I've, if I've left everything I could on the competition floor, then that's all, you know, and that's what you're talking about this year's regionals. Like, yep, I did everything I could do that the workout that you did the worst in still was a huge PB for you, a huge like personal best for you. So job done. And in the sense, I am goal orientated in the sense of that, like if I hadn't have made it to regionals this year, that I would have been crushed. I would have been absolutely devastated. But in the sense of like regionals or the CrossFit games, like the goals are so different there. Like the goalposts are so far away from each other. Um, that really like my goal is to make it back to regionals this year. Like I would say that is a hundred percent a goal, but in the meantime, like if I'm not enjoying what I'm doing to, to make that happen, then I'm going to not, then I'm going to stop doing that because something is not quite right for me. Um, but I would say I've learned that through experience of training um, that I'm still relatively young now, but I'm just very lucky that I've got such 
a wealth of experience tr- like competing within CrossFit um I that's just I'm just lucky to to have that and I there's I look at some other people and I think well that is just me like f- four or five years ago um so you have to cut them a bit of slack in that sense like I like I said earlier I wouldn't necessarily say that I would would now be the be very proud of maybe the way that I acted at, at some places um and we all we all grow and make mistakes along the way um and I wouldn't say like like I've said throughout all I've said throughout this uh this conversation I am not saying that my way is the right way it it just works for me um and that that's all this is just purely my opinion um and I would never want I'm not saying to people you should do it like this because I'm I in fact I probably think that it wouldn't work for them because I know how I work is quite different actually to how a lot of other people are um because of the sort of the the mental issues that I have I know I work I'm wired really differently um so I know actually that what works for me probably wouldn't work for most people um but i but for me after long sort of a lot of trial and error this um this way of training um and and just sort of trying as much as i can to enjoy and there are days as well where i'm like oh i really didn't enjoy that today like that is going to happen um 100% um but it doesn't mean that you're like you failed or you're like you're falling off pace to where you need to be or that you're 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 never gonna reach all the things that you want to do because of that one day I think it's just about like just brushing it under the carpet it acknowledging how you felt that day and then just moving on um there was a day in my training about two weeks ago I honestly just I rarely I'm really not a quitter so like even if like my legs hanging off I'll be like no I'm gonna finish <laughs> but that's not good at all I wouldn't say that's necessarily a good trait because it's not good for your body obviously um and I I really felt awful I had no energy and I, I'm sure it was all a hormonal thing but I felt terrible and I pushed through pushed through and I just kept pushing through my session and then I just was like just stop what you're doing like you're not getting anything out of this you're just getting more frustrated more upset like it doesn't mean you're any less of a person or you're going to fall behind um your pace or somebody else is going to get better than you just because you've done not done one thing like it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things um looking after your body and your health and your mental health um is the most important thing and it's so good that mental health is i mean it's nowhere near discussed as much as it needs to be but in the last year or so like it's definitely become more prominent for sure which is great yeah which is so good um especially in males as well because i think as females we, we feel like we can talk about it so much more um although although I do agree with that but I didn't talk about it for so many years so I'm like do we really all feel like we can sit and talk about it like with our mums having a cup of tea like I feel like that's the vision that the media shows like all all women all sit together and talk about all their problems but that's actually not the case like I didn't for so long um so but and at least now like guys are talking about it like I've got friends um that are male that I regularly have conversations with about like 
our mental health and discuss things. And it's so refreshing and it's not like weird or inappropriate or it's just two friends having a discussion about how sometimes we don't feel that good. Um, which in turn makes us both feel so much better. So like, I think just talking to people like is, is just the way forward, like a hundred percent. Um, just having conversations about how you feel. And like I said, get a book. If you're feeling like you're having negative thoughts, um, our brains fire things at us. Like I, I, I can't remember the actual stat, but we have like however many thoughts go through our head, like every minute, it's an insane amount of things. Um, and there's no way we can process all of those thoughts and emotions. Um, so some of them are going to get filtered off and disappear and other ones are going to come into the front of our mind and we're going to have to deal with them. And, um, for a long time for me, they just sat there and sort of festered and turned into these horrible, horrible things. Um, and I was having some really intrusive, horrible thoughts that I'm like, Oh my God, am I crazy? Like, I feel like I'm crazy. And this word crazy makes you feel like you're completely out of control and you're not a good person, like all of these things. Um, but actually I wasn't at all. I just wasn't talking about it. Um, and as soon as I started talking about it, these, the pressure just seemed to lift and, and I still now have just regular bouts of not being okay, but it's just back to the drawing board. And now I just know how to deal with it a little bit better. Um, and I got to the point where like, I was literally like waking up having, having panic attacks, like in the middle of the night, um, where my body just was like not coping well at all. Um, and it's so scary because you're like, what's wrong with me? Like, am I dying? Like, have I got something severely wrong with me? And it's not at all. It's just something so simple that really you can actually cope with. But yeah. I just didn't know how to, I think. Um, and once you learn once you learn how to deal with these things, it, it all seems so simple. <laughs> and you're like, oh, it seems so daft that I've been struggling for so long. Um, but actually, once you've sort of got a grip on things, and like I keep saying, I'm not saying I've got a grip on things completely because I definitely don't. You've, you've got tools now that you work with and that, that help you, yeah. Yeah, and I just hope that maybe there's like one or two people listening, um, whether they're like an athlete or not, it really doesn't matter. Um, that maybe listening can think, well, she seems like she's kind of doing quite well in certain areas, like, and she's got problems and it's not, uh, it's nothing to be ashamed about. Like, but as if the sooner you get it, the sooner you get it sort of in control and you feel better about these things, like the sooner you can move on and do all the things you want to do and it not hold you back. Um, and I think that's the thing, like, I've seen so many people just like not do things that they're capable of because of the way they're feeling. Um, and our emotions, our emotions like directly affect our actions. Like we're talking about training and hormonal and how you're feeling and how that, how that affects like literally what you're doing in your training. Like that also, that also is is the same in daily life. Like a hundred percent. If you, if, if you've got awful emotions going through your head then you're never gonna have a good day or put a like a smile on somebody else's face um 
I read a quote uh, not so long ago, and I'm not really one for quotes or like posting a, a picture of me doing a snatch and then putting a quote. <laughs> I'm not really one for that. Um, but I can't remember the the entire thing, but it was kind of like if if you shine your light, others will shine theirs. And I was like, that's so sweet. I thought it was really sweet, and like and f- like seeing that. And I just I feel like that's ha- that's kind of what I want to be. I want to. I want to be able to like show good parts of myself um, along with the bad. And then hopefully like that can just help people. Um, I'm not used to like, I've sort of built up this social media platform and it's, it's nothing compared to like what some people have. And they have all of these people at their fingertips and it's so dangerous in some way because all of these people looking up to you um, and mine is so small in comparison to some of these sort of Instagram giants, but I, I want to do things in, in the right way that I want to, that I will then be proud of in 10 years time. Um, looking back and thinking that I've, I've helped people. And I, I once said like, I never want people to look at me or what I've achieved and feel like jealous and be like oh I want that like I only ever want to inspire people to be like do you know what I'm gonna go to the gym today and swing a cowbell like (laughs) or I'm gonna go and go into the weight section at a globo gym and squat and tell the guys to get out of the way like that's what I would want not like somebody to be like oh I want that though that's unfair um and just excuses and yeah and I think it's just it would just be so good for um and again I keep going back to this but I don't want people to think I'm saying I'm like a shiny example because I'm not um but it's just no you're you're being you're being 100% um clear on every aspect of you and that's what makes you you and how you deal with your life is how you have learned to deal with that over time so I think I think you're being very honest and open which is really nice and really refreshing for all of the people that do watch you and are like oh my god like Laura you know do you see you know could you see like you know when I saw the video of your snatch I well, I messaged you I was like freaking hell Laura <laughs> what the actual hell you know um but you're you're showing people a more vulnerable side of you which people haven't seen a lot of people haven't seen before I I didn't you know a lot of the stuff that you're talking about now I didn't know that about you um and you're showing people every side of you and that all you want from that is to inspire one or two people to you know take their health into their own hands a little bit more done and I think that's a really positive thing I think and I agree with you that like the power of social media is both incredible and really frightening at the same time and it's it's part of like I said before why I keep some aspects of my life completely private um and other aspects I'm kind of like yeah I'm, I'm fine you know I'm fine with sharing that or whatever um because it, it, it's it's such a crazy powerful thing that didn't exist 10 years ago and it's this whole new facet of our lives that you know we're, we consume so much information now on top of as you say like how much information we process just within a minute now there's more and I, I remember speaking um I did a podcast interview with um tom mcadam who's uh, bj's business partner of of uh, crossfit city road and and you know one of the things that we spoke about was just our attention spans are just so short now and if i see a video that's like 
a minute long. I'm like, I haven't got time for that. I'm just going to swipe on over to the three second video, which I can consume really quickly on top of about another 10 videos in that minute. And it's just like, whoa, stop. Um, but, but I think that, I think, you know, your, your intentions are, are really good. You want to inspire people in the, in the right way. And you want for people, I think not only to, um, to kind of enjoy watching your journey, which I've always done, um, but to, for, for that to inspire them a little bit, but also for people to be happy for you rather than be like, oh, I suck or, oh, you know, I'm never going to do that. Or I would be, I'd be crushed if I thought somebody felt like that after looking at something I've done. Um, I think the big thing that um, kind of said to me this year how much um, sort of an example of how I've actually changed as a changed as a person was after regionals it was like the first thing literally like nine out of ten people said to me was not like congratulations on your performance like they it, there was that within the conversation but straight away they were like you look like you had the best time you look so happy you look like you were smiling the whole way through and I was like oh my god like and I wasn't trying to do that like that was 100% natural like I mean it Trust me, in some of those workouts, you cannot, like, you, if I, even if I tried to pretend... There like, ain't no joy yeah. in that shit. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> step, doing bloody 50 stepovers with those 25-kilo dumbbells or whatever they were is not fun. Like, like, you can't pretend, like, during those times, like, when you're really working hard, like, you can't pretend you're having a good time. Like, it doesn't work like that. Um, so the fact that, like, they... That's the first thing, like, so many people were like, you literally look like you were having the, a whale of a time. And I was like, because I was, like, I genuinely was. Um, and and then they're like, yeah, amazing. Like, you must be so proud of yourself. And I'm like, do you know what? I actually am. Like, for once, I was like, I'm actually dead proud of myself. And, like, and I've never really felt like that before, um, to be honest. Like, I didn't really, I didn't really acknowledge that maybe I wasn't proud of myself. But after this year, I was like, I don't think I've ever felt like that proud of myself. Um, just in my, my attitude, like when I was there, I just felt relaxed, like, but I brung it when I needed to, like, I didn't get super stressed, like five hours before the event or like wake up in the night. Like I was just like chilled. Um, me and Alec, both of us had like, he had it before, but I got it the day after. So day two, I woke up with like a stinking cold. I had like literally like the most snot coming out of my nose. You can even imagine. <laughs> it was disgusting. Um, but I was like, it was quite annoying. And I moaned about it a little bit. Like I won't sit here and pretend like I was like, it's fine. Like I had a cold and I was really happy about it. I was enjoying this cold. Yeah. Cause <laughs> yeah. I wasn't because I'm a human being. And I was like, this is really annoying. But throughout the events, I wasn't like, Oh, I didn't do that well because I've got this cold. And this is the reason why, like, I didn't use it as an excuse. Like I just come out and was like, after everyone, I was like, Every single workout, I was the only one 
I felt like I could have done better and pushed myself was the the first event of day three. Like by day three, you're pretty much like, I'm really tired anyway. <laughs> um, my body hurts, everything's painful. Um, and on the dumbbell box stepovers, like I fell off the pace there big time. And that's the one thing that I was like, I really could have pushed myself a little bit more on that. Um, but apart from that, every single one of them, I was like, I kept my cool. I really enjoyed it. I soaked up the moment. I did the best I could at the time and I performed well and I did myself proud. Um, so really out of six events to come away with only one little aspect of one of the events, like not even the whole event. Um, in fact, after the stepovers, I remember turning around to my judge cause we had to do, it was a chipper. So it was like 50 handstand pushups, 50 toast bar, 50 calorie assault bike, 50 dumbbell stepovers with those. They were like 23 kilos, I think each. Um, and, and then you had to like lunge hundred foot with one overhead and one in a front rack and then change and come back. Um, and I, I like flew through the gymnastics cause like that's my, my jam. I was like, I need to do well on this. Um, and then I was like, survive through the bike. It's not that bad. And then get on the stepovers. And I remember I did like what I thought was like about 15 reps. And I turned around to my judge. I was like, how many have I done? She was like four. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, oh, dear. Uh -oh. And they honestly seemed to go on forever. Um, but then as soon as I finished them and then I lunged the whole 100 foot without putting them down. And I was like, okay, I've redeemed myself. Um, but there was that point where like maybe a few years ago, I would have just almost threw my toys out of the pram a bit and been like, well, I'm well behind now. Like this is over, I've ruined the event, whatever. But I was like, no, you're doing good. Just keep going, like get those dumbbells overhead girl and just go for it. Like, um, and, and it was a good feeling to be like, actually I finished on a really good note. Um, and I think I actually, I didn't finish the event and I did in training. So I was a little bit annoyed about that, but it's always different out on the floor. Um, and yeah, of course. I think three days in. Yeah, three days in, exactly. Um, and just little things that are different on the day affect you, um, for sure. And I was just like, I, act, I went to failure on the lunges towards the end of the event. Like as the time went, I like literally couldn't stand up. So I was like, I know I've pushed it there. <laughs> yeah. I now can't move. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I was literally pinned to the ground. I was like, okay, right. That's it. <laughs> that's me done. Practic practically holding your body weight nearly in dumbbells. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Well, yeah. Cause it was like nearly 50 and I, yeah. So I was like, not even that far off um and actually from that event I was like so mad because I dropped a heat because I dropped like two or one places after that event so I was really annoyed because I was like and then I had like literally like four minutes by the time I had sat down eaten got changed I literally had like two minutes until they called the heat um I thought I was gonna have like an extra 15 because I was in the heat above but then I dropped a heat so I had no, basically no warm up for that thruster rope climb workout. I was really annoyed because I dropped a heat and I didn't want to be in that heat for the last event. And then I went out, won the heat, finished on the best feeling I've ever experienced on the regional floor. And I was like, there is a reason for things that happen. Like, cause if I'd have been in the heat above, I, there were, there was a few girls that, I mean, you don't know things could have, I could have pushed a bit harder. You just don't know. But like, um, I wouldn't have experienced what I did in that moment because 
and I was like well it doesn't matter and then actually I finished back up in um like 26th or whatever it was so I actually jumped up a few places and I was like do you know what like and then that taught me another lesson because I was like I was really annoyed about that like not really vocally like throwing a complete tantrum but like internally I was like I really didn't want to finish like that I was like I really wanted to go into the last event like in that heat above and be like really gunning for it um so it wasn't what I had planned but then it finished literally the best ever so I was like and to be honest like that feeling of finishing the way I did on that event just made me a hundred percent hungry for next year um and hadn't had I not have experienced that I might not have come away feeling like that um so yeah I just as yeah as um as cliche as it sounds like I think everything happens for a reason um and sometimes you just gotta go with the flow and um I did get I was really pissed off with myself and I was like oh you failed yourself there but really I hadn't at all like I'd I'd done my best at the time um but yeah it's so easy to beat yourself up about things um but actually sometimes you just need to look at the bigger picture and be like I was competing against like those other girls there are like everybody is incredible everybody is like the 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 like the like they're just incredible like every they're everyone's um what's the word I'm looking for everyone's ability like the athletic ability in the European region is insane like everyone over the world knows that um and I'm not like throughout that amount of girls like there's no way I'm like the most popular or the best known or whatever but like just to be amongst them I'm like oh my god I'm so proud so um yeah so I guess that's kind of a good note to 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 wrap regionals up on like I'm like I'm just so proud to be there um and if I can continue to replicate that like year on year and just give myself those life experiences I'm like yeah cool that's something to tell like my grandchildren when I'm old yeah yeah, and I'm still snatching (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm still snatching like an empty barbell I've got gray hair and I weigh about 35 kilos (laughs) I'll be like one year I was eight years I was at regionals okay yeah but like that's and I suppose that's the thing you don't think about when you're there doing it um but yeah, those exper- those experiences can never be taken away from me. Like they're they're there for me forever. Um, and yeah, once you've done that, and I think that's why it's so important to enjoy it when you're doing it. Because if you don't enjoy it, there's no way. Like some people finishing it this year, I know they didn't enjoy it. I know they didn't have a good time. Like to them, it means more to be able to say I went to regionals than it does to actually enjoy it. Um, and that's so bonkers. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if you go and you don't enjoy yourself, like, you're never going to uh, have good memories attached to those events. Um, and in which case, your brain is just going to associate that with just struggle and heartache. Because it is. We train so hard, like, all year round. 
and you go and have like the shittest time ever come away feeling like you're terrible and you need to do so much more work and you're like what is the point of that like yeah yeah. why am I in this cycle of negativity yeah like it's we it's it's crossfit as a sport is relentless like we don't get paid for it like the majority of us are not professional athletes um i know that's changing a bit more now like the top level guys like they literally train sleep and get their food cooked for them um but it like for the majority of us it's not the case like we do it off our own back um it's like you get help here and there but like I pay my own mortgage like I pay my own bills it's from my money like it's not like my life is sponsored by somebody um and it is it is completely relentless like but you've got to want it and you've got to enjoy it otherwise it's like there is literally no point at all um so I think yeah there's a few things that you can take away from this it's like have a reason for doing things like and if it's not making you happy, then it is not right for you. Like try something else, try, I don't know, surfing or like snowboarding or I don't know, ballet yeah, dancing. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever you're at. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think just one really good point that you made there was no one can ever take away from you what you've achieved so far. So obviously you're a, a high level CrossFit athlete for, for anybody, no matter what level they are, no matter what they're doing, Nobody can take away the athleticism that you develop within yourself. And that is that for me was the big thing. And I spoke again, I spoke about this last week. Like I got really kind of heavily involved in, in training and in sport because of how it made me feel because it was something that was mine to own and nobody could take that away. And there's very few things that you kind of can completely own in that way so that you know people don't have to be regional level athletes or games level athletes or even do you know do something completely different but when you can progress in some physical way yourself nobody gets to take that away and that is just like it's just such a powerful thing um and you know for for so many people that don't you know that the gym intimidates them or the idea of exercise intimidates them you kind of want to go oh my God, but you're going to feel so much better when you start seeing what you can actually achieve, even with a small bit of dedication and, and, you know, consistency, let alone then if you're, you know, kind of, uh, training really hard and, and, and really making it a lifestyle thing, but, but everybody gets to own that for themselves. And that's, it's huge you know it's something that you've earned and it's like and even if so like next year like it's not part of the plan but like if something happens and I don't go back to regionals um it's still like that doesn't devalue myself as an athlete like that doesn't change the fact that I have put all that work in for seven years and previously I've been to regionals and had a great time and Sometimes I've been and not had such a good time. Um, but all of those experiences, they're still, they're still mine. They're still within my, like my brain. It's not like they're just gone. Like it doesn't change if I don't make it back again. Like it doesn't then devalue me forever. Um, which I like, I'm saying out loud and I do mean it, but I haven't yet experienced not making it. So I think I am, there is a massive part of me, which is petrified that if I don't, I don't know how I would react to that. I feel like I, I obviously would, I know I would be absolutely devastated, but you will get over it. It's like one of those things you're like, well, worse things have happened. It seems like you're, you'd be better prepared for it now and how you would come back from that than maybe five years ago or whenever. Definitely. Like 
three years ago, that would have literally, I would have felt like my world's like caving in, um, which is insane because it's ridiculous. Like it's like, it wouldn't be actually caving in, but I would have felt like it would have been. Um, whereas now, like, don't get me wrong. I would be, I'd be so disappointed in myself as well because I've worked really hard, but so like fucking 14 other thousand people. Um, so what gives me the right to be able to go, like, you've got to fight for it for sure. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's one of those things I, and just, I, like I said, I don't know how I would react a hundred percent because I haven't had to deal with it yet. Um, but it, when it happens, I feel like I'd be much more, I've got a lot more tools in my toolbox to sort of dig out and use when I'm not feeling so great now than when I, when I did a few years ago. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's just changed me as a person a bit. And being an athlete has been a part of that. Um, it's it's changed how I view things for sure. Um, it's I feel completely different. Um, but yeah, it's it's just one of those things, I guess. Um, and we're all not everyone is an athlete. Um, so that obviously, <laughs> um, you you learn things in different ways. It's not just about being an athlete. Um, but being an athlete has helped me sort of figure, figure things out on the way. Um, but yeah, it's very cool. And I feel very, um, I feel very lucky to have, have experienced what I have. And, um, I know it isn't luck. I always use the word luck and it's not luck. It's a lot of training and dedication and sacrifice. That's me being humble. <laughs> yeah. but I do, I do feel lucky to have, have been so many times on that on that stage I really I do feel lucky and I I know there's an element of of many other things not just luck but um I personally feel like I'm I am lucky to have experienced that because I know there's a lot of people that have really 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 want that so badly um and it and it hasn't for whatever reason been possible um so for me I'm just I'm lucky that I I have the ability to be able to do that so um and that is from training a hundred percent, but that is also through the, the mental, um, the mental side of things. And eventually like when people like you look at the games and we're all, we're all human beings Like we all start off as babies. And as we, as we change, like there is a few things that separate, like the, the margins at regionals and the margins at the games. So, so tight that there are only a few little things really that, that separate us. Um, and one of those things is your mental, um, your mental attitude and the way you view things. And I think if you look at the top guys, like if you look at Tia Toomey, like this year, I just felt like mentally she was just so in the right frame of mind. Um, she looked like she was just like, like brought the, brought that aggression when she needed to, but then the rest of the time was like, I'm cool. Like, I'm with it. I know what's going on. Um, so yeah, I was, it was really interesting to see how she, um, was compared to some of the other, um, competitors. Um, and I do continuously find that interesting, but yeah, CrossFit is, um, yeah, yeah. Just to see the mindset. Yeah. I mean, it's a crazy sport. Like it gets so much stick from other, from other sports of being a sort of, um, irresponsible and just full of bad movement and all this and all of that. Um, Whereas actually, for me, it's done so much. Yeah, and I, I think I do think that it gets you know a lot of slack. And you know, on the one hand, yes, you can be qualified as a CrossFit coach over a weekend, which isn't ideal, and you don't have to have any 
training experience, but it has changed um, the the face of training a lot in terms of women in strength training. Um, you will find in a lot of your 24-hour gyms now an Olympic weightlifting platform. They never existed before. Um, so it's it's changed a lot of things. And yes, there is, there is an element of crazy about it. Sometimes you're like, why am I doing this? Um, but I used to think... <laughs> oh, I think it's bonkers, like... Even this weekend, I was like, I feel like it's so strange that we've all congregated into a a building and we're all just doing exercise together. It's so weird. Competitive fitness or whatever. I can't remember. um, Again, it went back to that that same uh, competition and that they, I think it got to the news. We won't won't talk about why. Um, Some some damage to the floor, I think. Um, But it was, I think they called it the sport of competitive fitness or something. I can't remember. Um, It was just like, yeah, it is a bit weird. Um, But it it has kind of, um, it has changed the, the, the kind of face of training for a lot of people. Um, And, um, you know, and it's been great for some people. It's not for everyone. And, and, you know, that's, that's cool. And one thing I will say, and, and, you know, one of the points that you made was, you know, not everybody's an athlete. And one of the things that we say, um, and Nike, and this is more of an internal thing, but, you know, if you have a body, you're an athlete. And that's the one thing that I like about CrossFit is that it is scalable. So you could, um, you know, have somebody who's eight and someone who's 80 doing the same workout. And that is, really really cool um so i do think you know whether whether it's that sport or whether it's something else everybody has you know physical ability again to 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 better themselves and even if it's going for a damn walk do you know what i mean it's something um and th- th- going for a walk in the park is not only good for your physical health it's fantastic for your mental health so and these are all the things that we've that we've spoken about over the show um but laura this has been my longest podcast so far because i know i'm i'm looking at the time i'm like i actually need to go to work now <laughs> <laughs> but it's been it's been so good and just so i just I, you know i don't think we plan to cover everything that we have covered no i guess you can't plan for it you just chat <laughs> I know quite, and I think, but I think it's just been really, really nice listening. A for me personally, just to follow your journey over the years, but also for you um, to have shown some of your. Um, you've you've said that they're the, the the kind of bad sides for you. They're not at all. They're they're all of the pieces that make you you, and also contribute to the athlete that you are today. In my opinion, um, so just I want to say a huge thank you for sharing that because um, I know that you are. Um, also quite a private person so thank you so much and I'm sure that you are going to whether it's through this show or just just continuing to put out what you're what you're putting out on Instagram and so on inspire definitely more than one or two people um and um where where can people uh find you if they don't know already know about you what's your Instagram handle so the the best place to follow me is on Instagram and it's um at Laura Faulkner um, so spell L-A-U-R-A and then F-A-U-L-K-N-E-R. Um, and then it's 22. I was obviously 22 when I made the account. So that's why it's 22. <laughs> so it's four-year-old count. <laughs> well, listen, thank you so, 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 so much. Thank you for having me on. You know, I love you to pieces, Josie. So. Oh, no, such a pleasure. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. And um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to listening back to this. And uh, just I just agree with so much of what you talk about in terms of the journaling and getting that stuff 
out of your head and onto paper. I'm the same. You don't need to read that shit back. You just need to get it out of your head. And, you know, for, for me at the moment, I used to be really, really good at meditating before I had Bjorn and um, got a bit more going on in my headspace now. So it's easier for me just to like write that stuff down and, and, and get it out. And it's, it's you, can, you can just do so much for yourself, you know, with just those simple things. But also, yeah, if you need if you need help, reach out to other people as well. There's there's no shame in it. And you know, actually, I've even I found just even having this conversation now with you just really therapeutic. Um, it's so nice just to be able to chat and like um and, and hopefully like I said to, if if it can help like one person then you've like made a difference so it's like that's the best thing possible but yeah it's great even just like literally talking to you now it's been it's been really nice just to you know have a chat talking is good yeah definitely talk to more people yeah 100%. <laughs> cool. well listen I will let you go to work my darling and thank you so much and I'm really looking forward to listening to this back thank you Joss I'll speak to you soon cool bye. lots of love bye, bye.